What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. It's time to get into the weeds and talk about the Bills' Week 4 opponent, the New England Patriots, and just kind of getting a sense for, I think, the opinions of Bills Mafia about this game. There's this group of people that are ready for the Patriots and think it's the Bills' time to really change the narrative in the AFC East, and there's a lot of confidence from that part of Bills Mafia. They're coming to our house, and it's time to make a statement. The Bills are for real. And then there's that other side of Bills Mafia that has been conditioned to understand what this game has looked like over the last nearly 20 years since it's been the Brady and Belichick show in New England and already kind of feels defeated over the game. Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly where I stand on that. I'm going to talk about this game quite a bit. But I will say this. It counts as one game. Whether the Bills win this game or they lose this game, it's one game. doesn't define the entire season. It's an important game. If the Bills win it, the implications are great. But let me say this. The implications are greater if they win it than if they lose it. All right? We'll get into predictions and all those things tomorrow on the podcast. But this game is more meaningful if they win it. It means a lot more. If they lose it, it's it's a loss. Nobody predicted the Bills to go 16-0 this year. All right? So just let's keep that perspective with this football game. I'd guess 97% of Bills fans would have taken a 3-1 and record if I said that before the season, would you take a 3-1 and record after the first four games? I guess over 95% of Bills fans would say yes to that. They would take it right there on the spot. And here's the deal. The worst the Bills can be after Sunday is 3-1. and That's as bad as it gets. All right, let's get into this game. We got some quick notes to get us started. The game will be played on Sunday, September 29th, 1 o'clock, New Era Field in Orchard Park, New York. The Bills are looking to go 4-0 for the first time since 2008. These teams have played 117 times in the regular season. The Patriots have won 73 of those. The Patriots are 73-43-1 all-time against the Buffalo Bills. The game will be broadcasted on CBS. Ian Eagle does the play-by-play. Dan Fouts is the analyst. I think he's terrible, by the way. Just go ahead and put that out there. And Evan Washburn is the sideline reporter for this contest. The Patriots enter this game 3-0, just like the Bills. You guys know they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. Their 3-0 start comes with a Week 1 win over the Steelers, 33-3. They beat Miami in Week 2, 43-0. And they beat the Jets 30-14 in Week 3. Of course, Luke Falk, the quarterback for the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Miami Dolphins. And they got Big Ben in Week 1, and that team looked awful. So, no, the Bills uh, don't necessarily have an impressive resume of wins, but neither do the, the, the Patriots. Now, obviously, there's a big difference because 
the Patriots are such an established team. We know what type of team they're going to be, what type of team they've been. And the Bills are kind of a team that's still kind of finding its way and, and, and trying to get into the upper echelon of teams in the NFL. So you, the the Owen th- or the three and O start against zero and three opponents is a, a much bigger deal when it comes to the Bills side of things than the Patriots side of things. The Patriots are smoking the teams they're playing; they're blowing them out. You've heard McDermott talk about it all week. The games are over at halftime. They don't even have a feel for what type of team. New England wants to be offensively without Gronk because they're only getting a half of meaningful tape. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's really interesting. We'll talk more about that here in just a second. Um, what's really interesting is that the Patriots, they, they, um, they don't normally peak this early. Like last year at this time, 2018, after week three, the Patriots were one and two. And they had losses to Jacksonville and Detroit on their resume. And both of those teams were bad last year and picked in the top 10. So we we don't normally see this from the Patriots this time of year. Uh, And and so I think a lot of their pure dominance so far this year has been the schedule, but we don't need to take anything away from this team. They are, they are fantastic. And we'll talk a lot about why they're fantastic here in just a minute. Let's start with our head coach, Bill Belichick, 67 years old. Retire, man. You're 67. You've won six Super Bowls. More than that. I know he's won six with the Patriots. More outside of his time with the Patriots. Uh, But, you know, eventually he's going to retire, I guess. I mean, my God. He's been the Patriots head coach since 2000. He's compiled a 228-79 record. That's a 74% win percentage. Like I said, six Super Bowls and nine AFC championships with the New England Patriots. He's the best coach of all time. At quarterback, they got this other guy who's the best of all time, number 12, Tom Brady. As a starting quarterback in the NFL in the regular season, he has a record of 210-60, and 60, over 71,000 career passing yards, career passer rating of 97.8. You get it. He's the GOAT. Um, here's the deal with Tom Brady. Just like every other quarterback in the world, if you can get pressure on him, he's less effective. Let's give you those specifics. I always talk about this with quarterbacks because it really matters. And look at these splits for Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. This year, he's had 81 attempts with no pressure. He's completed 77.8% of his passes, 9.6 yards per attempt, and a 127.4 passer rating in the 81 attempts so far this year when he's not faced any pressure. In the 28 attempts that he did face pressure, his completion percentage is 36%, 5.2 yards per attempt, and an 80.4 rating. A stark difference there. A 40% decline in completion percentage if you can pressure this guy. The Bills have to get pressure on him. This Patriots offensive line, which we'll detail here in a minute, is in shambles right now. They're without their center, without their left tackle. Their their left guard and the right tackle are both banged up. This You've got to affect Tom Brady. You've got to do it this week. And um, what's interesting is the Bills had success last year against Tom Brady, really in both games, but the Week 16 game, the Patriots won 24-12, but Tom Brady was 13-24 for 126 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. So Sean McDermott's 
reasonably shut down Tom Brady before. And that game, if I'm not mistaken, was in New England. So this is a new look offense a little bit here with no Gronkowski. We know that Tom Brady loves his route combinations and he knows how to read leverage in defenses and and get the football to his spots accurately. But the difference this year is if you take away or if you can take away those route combinations, there's no going back to Gronk. There's, you know, it's like there's not that dynamic presence of Rob Gronkowski in this lineup. So there's some differences in the way this offense looks so far this year. Unfortunately, the Bills haven't gotten to see much of it because these games haven't been competitive. I mean, they're only playing a half of football with the stuff they want to do. So as familiar of an opponent as New England is, the stylistic differences are still waiting to be seen without Rob Gronkowski in the lineup. And there's still there's still some work to be done there. And so I'll get into some specifics here in just a minute with this, um, you know, some of the target market share of their, their, their options. But for an, an offense that has a new look to it, even though it's week three, the Bills don't have a whole lot of film to go off of, if that makes sense. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there, a new era field to cheer on the Bills. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats app. Uh, To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back for the month of September. Earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store, Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app now. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, join the Rewards Loyalty Program today, make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 bucks. And uh, maybe you want to get to a game, maybe you want to bet on a football game. If you want to bet on football games this year, there's no better time to do it, and there's no better way to make games even more exciting and to have some cash on the line. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. I actually put down a bet last week that Cole Beasley would catch more than three and a half passes, and I won some cash. You can bet on those types of things as well as over-unders and uh, and lines with games. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. They've got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, and it's where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're betting football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Use our promo code Locked On, and you will get double your first deposit. To activate that offer, it's simple. Just use our promo code Locked On. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's talk about this Patriots offense. As you know, Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, he's in his 11th season as the Patriots offensive coordinator. 
He's been with Bill Belichick since 2001. The first three years he was there, it was as a defensive assistant. Then he was a quarterback's coach for two years. And then he finally took over as the offensive coordinator. As you know, he left uh, to go to Denver in 2008 to be their head coach. Was there for two seasons. The following season after he was no longer in Denver, he was the Rams offensive coordinator for one season in 2011. And he's been back in New England since 2012. Since 2012 with the Patriots, the offense has ranked 1st, 7th, 11th, 6th, 4, 1, and 5. All right? The Patriots offense is always good. I don't know what to tell you. So far this year, they're uh, averaging 35.3 points per game, which is second in the NFL. They have a a 47.5 third down percentage. That's ninth in the NFL. 408 yards per game. That's fifth in the league. They're getting 97 rushing yards per game, which is 20th. And their passing yards per game is 311, which is second. On that rushing, they're not rushing the ball very effectively. They're, they're, they have a lot of attempts because they've been up in games. But they're only averaging 3.2 yards per carry so far this year, which is 28th in the NFL. So if there's anything that's not clicking right now, it's the run game. And that really stems a lot from their offensive line has not been what they wanted it to be. And honestly, Sony Michelle is not playing well so far this year. So those, those two things have been true so far, and I'm sure they're going to want to get that on track on Sunday against the Bills. Looking over their weapons, their, their top three receivers, these are pretty much the guys that get looks. I don't know that they've really gotten anyone else involved as a true wide receiver in the passing game. It's Julian Edelman, it's Josh Gordon, it's Philip Dorsett. You guys know these guys. Julian Edelman's a shifty slot receiver that doesn't have any great athletic ability in the world, but he knows how to read leverage, he knows how to get to spots, he knows how to make himself available, he knows how to catch the football, and knows how to quickly get up the field. Nothing special in the world about this guy, but he's extremely productive because he can do do those things I just said, and he's on the same page with Tom Brady. Josh Gordon is is as dynamic of a football player as exists in the NFL. He's explosive, he's big, he has tremendous ball skills, and you compare you combine that with Tom Brady and you got a problem on your hands. This is a very dynamic weapon. Now, they haven't necessarily funneled the passing game through him yet, but he's the type of a true bona fide number 1 receiver that is a matchup nightmare for every single coverage and every single secondary in the league. And he's, you know, he's the kind of guy that's a game-changing receiver. Philip Dorsett is their speedy guy, except for he's not been making that many big dynamic plays with his speed so far this year. You know that they want to get him in space a little bit, let him run after the catch, and see if he can get behind the secondary. He's a very fast receiver. At tight end, they have Ryan Izzo and Matt Lacoste. That's that's their Gronk replacement. Ryan Izzo and Matt Lacoste. Uh, more blocking specialists. Very, very uninspiring receiving skill sets on both of these guys. So far in three games, they've been targeted four times. I mean, so the, the, the tight end went from being like a huge part of their offense to a very minimal piece of it. It's an afterthought. These guys are blockers. And... You know, I don't know how it evolves from here. They don't. Neither one of those guys are high ceiling players in the NFL. Uh, they're serviceable guys, but this is a pretty, this is a pretty steep drop. I mean, obviously, anything that they had after Gronk was going to be a steep drop, but they really didn't do much to replace him. 
And these guys are, are very, I mean, it's, it's like having two Tommy Sweeney's. I mean, that's, that's what they have there. Maybe a little less in terms of ball skills at running back. While we're still talking passing game, they really get these running backs involved a ton in the passing game, specifically Rex Burkhead and James White. Burkhead has 16 targets so far this year. James White has 11. To give you a feel of how that stacks up with the receivers, Dorsett has 15, Gordon has 18, and Edelman has 24. So their running backs are as much of a part of their passing game as their receivers are, which means a big test for guys like Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, to be able to tackle and run with these guys out into space. Um, The one running back that doesn't catch the football is Sony Michelle. He's not been targeted at all so far this year. So they don't bring Sony Michelle on to, to catch the football. Now, I know that Bill Belichick knows that, and I know that Sony Michelle can catch the football. So I'm sure the tendency breaker this week perhaps could be some targets for Sony Michelle in the passing game. He's a very capable receiver. Now, when they want to run the football, they do feed the ball to Sony Michelle, who leads the team with 45 rushing attempts. He does not lead the team in rushing yards. That's Rex Burkhead, who has 24 rushes for 112 yards. So a stark difference there in production per carry there between Michelle and Burkhead. Michelle's a guy they took in the first round. They want him to be their, their lead back, but he's just not producing nearly as well as, as, as Rex Burkhead. I mean, Michelle is only getting 1.67 yards on average uh, per carry after contact. So he's, he's very talented. He's a very physical runner. He's good vision. He's just not producing right now. Probably a lot of that has to do with timing and the new offensive line pieces there. Uh, there's something very different stylistically that's, that's happening right now for New England with their run game, and it's not clicking. And so that's a good thing for the Bills. If that doesn't get on track this year, that's going to um, really limit their opportunity to be in, in, in shorter situations on second and third down or uh, it really forced them to ride Tom Brady. Now, that, that's normally a really good thing, but even Tom Brady would love to have a good run game, would love to be able to use play action to his advantage. Right now, this run game is not very effective. It needs to stay not effective for the Bills to have a chance to win this game on Sunday. This isn't the week we need to see the Patriots' run game get on track. Um, James White has seven carries for 36 yards. They like to throw the ball to White more than they like to run it with him. So they play all three of those guys. They're used in different capacities. Their horse is supposed to be Michelle, and then they like Burkhead and White in the passing game, but Burkhead gets gets carries, and he's been their most productive runner so far this season in terms of yards per carry and yards. So, yeah, he's their, he's their number one rusher so far this season. Now, when you look over to this offensive line, this unit is not what they wanted it to be. You know, they, they had Isaiah Wynn, a guy who was a first-round pick for them a couple years ago. He's hurt. He's not going to be available in this game. He's not going to be back for a while. He missed his entire rookie season. You know, they don't have the left tackle they wanted to have right now. And David Andrews, their center, is also out. And, and that's a, a key player for them as well. And so you, you, you think about those two guys being out. And then also Marcus Cannon, you know, he's been a long-term fixture for them at right tackle. You know, he's got a shoulder thing going on right now, and Joe Thune's got uh, a shoulder thing as well. Now, those guys both, uh, I think Cannon practiced full on Wednesday, and Thune was limited, but um, those are guys that they're they're really relying on, and, and, and they've not been 
uh, up to speed so far this year. And then Shaq Mason's like they're probably one of their best offensive linemen, one of the best run blocking guards in the league. He hasn't fared all that well. And we we've seen this happen before in Buffalo when players around good players aren't what they've been there. That player's not as effective, right? And so I think Shaq Mason's getting a little bit of that so far this year. Certainly capable player, but he hasn't been as good as we're used to seeing him so far through three games. So what will this offensive line look like on Sunday? Most likely the left tackle will be Marshall Newhouse, who was signed off the street literally a couple weeks ago. I mean, you guys know him. He was with the Bills. They traded him to Carolina, and this guy just bounces around. He's a very poor left tackle in the NFL. That should be an opportunity for Jerry Hughes to dominate that matchup. Ted Karras is going to be their center, who is filled in admirably so far for David Andrews. Joe Tooney's their left guard. He's a good football player. Like I said, he's got a shoulder thing that's limited him a little bit. Their right guard is Shaq Mason. Their right tackle is Marcus Cannon. But uh, with some of these new pieces on the interior, uh, you got to think it's a big game for those interior players for the Bills. That Oliver, Starlatulale, Jordan Phillips, Kyle Pecco, rushing Shaq Lawson from the interior rushing Lorenzo Alexander from the year interior. The Bills have to be able to take advantage of an offensive line that's not playing its best right now. I know they got an elite coach in Dante Scarnecchia, so they're, they're going to get it right. All right. They're going to be just fine, but it needs to not happen this week. And there's opportunities here for the Bills to win matchups against this offensive line. I know I said that last week against the Bengals, um, but look, I mean, these – these offensive lines are not probably not as good right now as, as the Jets or the Giants. So the Bills got to win. They got to have a win there up front, and they got to be able to get to Brady. I've already talked about how much pressure impacts Brady, and this isn't the week for the Bills to lay an egg with their defensive linemen. So what's the, what's the formula on defense for the Bills to slow down this offense? It's all about winning up front. It's, the Bills have to get wins with their defensive line, they've got to affect Tom Brady. They have to make him uncomfortable. They can't let him settle in and just pick apart the defense because give Tom Brady time and he's going to pick you apart. He's going to be a surgeon and dice up your secondary. The Bills also need to have a good week fitting the run. The Patriots like to, to wham block and bring multiple guys across the line of scrimmage and create extra gaps. So they'll pull they'll pull their backside guard and a tight end from the other side of the formation have them lead block into the other side of the formation. And what that does is it creates extra gaps for you to defend. And so the Bills are going to have to be very sound with their run fits. They're going to have to understand how to take on polars, where to attack downhill. And the Bills have done well with some of this stuff, situationally shooting their defensive ends inside, uh, doing some different run blitzes, those types of things. It's all going to matter a lot this week because, you know, they're going to throw bodies at you. They're going to want to be physical and um, create some space. Now, I know James Devlin, their fullback, he's out, and that's a big part of what they do offensively in terms of running the football. So there could be some differences in in the way that this run game looks. But at the end of the day, it's going to be big boy football. Downhill runs, extra gaps. The Bills are going to have to fire downhill, take on blocks, get off contact, and make tackles. And then you also have to understand that it's all a big setup for the play-action game. So it's a challenge. It's a big challenge. Big challenge. In terms of the passing game, they're going to run a lot of route combinations. That's They're all concept-based there with the Earhart-Perkins system, and they're going to run a lot of uh, just different different route combinations that get people open, and Tom Brady reads leverage really good. Now, the, the good thing about the Bills and their secondary 
is that they're very effective at bracketing coverage and, and taking away certain route combinations and forcing quarterbacks to look elsewhere. And so if they can do that and that affords the pass rush a little more time to get home, you've got a recipe there. But it all has to happen. It's easier said than done. And uh, this Patriots offense doesn't usually hurt itself. They play good situational football. And uh, you can't give them any opportunities because they will take advantage. If you're like me, you're not always paying attention to your bank account balance. And the moment you see you're going to be overdrawn, it's too late. So then you spend up spending $37 on a cup of coffee thanks to bank fees. Introducing the Dave app, putting an end to overdraft fees for good. Dave is the number one budgeting app in America because it saves you from overdraft fees, tells you about your upcoming bills, and can advance you $75 from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest. Get the Dave app for just $1 per month. That's $12 a year, which is way less than an overdraft fee, and you'll never have to pay one again. Dave will help you budget for your upcoming expenses, text you if you're spending too much, And if you need cash fast, advance you $75 in just 90 seconds. Mark Cuban is an investor in Dave because he got crushed by overdraft fees in his 20s and wants you to never pay an overdraft fee again. Three million people already use Dave to save up to $1,000 a year in overdraft fees. That's why it's the number one budgeting app in the App Store. Go to dave.com slash Locked on, it really helps the show if you let them know you heard from me here. Then download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Go now, dave.com slash locked on. Spelled like it sounds, D-A-V-E, dave.com slash locked on. Let's get into this defense now. Who's the coordinator? It's Bill Belichick, right? He's Matt Patricia's not here anymore. Uh... Brian Flores isn't here anymore. This is the Belichick show. They don't have a listed defensive coordinator. We know this is a diverse scheme. They're going to run a lot of press coverage, a lot of man coverage, a lot of zone coverage. They're going to blitz. They're going to zone blitz. They're going to give you all kinds of look. It's a multiple front defense with multiple coverage packages. And they have niche players that do specific things. And Bill Belichick knows how to use them. And he knows how to take away what you do best. Big challenge here for the Bills offense. Get into the numbers here a bit. They're they're giving up 5.7 points per game. That's first in the league. They have 13 sacks so far this year. That's first in the league. They're giving up 199 yards per game. That's first in the league. They're giving up 36.7 rush yards per game. That's first in the league. And they're giving up 162 pass yards per game. That's first in the league. They haven't allowed an offensive touchdown yet in 12 quarters. They shut out the Rams' offense from a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Okay? They can play great defense. They have good players. They have good coaches. Now, I will tell you this. They've played like we talked about. The Steelers, the Fitzpatrick-led Dolphins, and the Luke Falk-led Jets. All right? There's got to be a regression to the mean at some point. There's no way those numbers are going to stay like that for an entire season. Right? It's just it, That's not fathomable. So may, maybe the regression to the mean starts... Sunday against the Bills. Let's hope, all right, because this defense is playing lights out with a lot of confidence. Now, the flip side of that is they haven't really seen much adversity. 
Now, I'm not sure I worry about that as much if I'm a Bill Belichick-led defense with all these players that have been in the system for years and years and years, but they, the 2019 version has yet to be truly tested and faced uh, any adversity yet to date. Let's get into the personnel here just a bit. Uh, I'm going to give you a lot of names. They play a lot of different players. Like I said, a lot of niche players, specific roles. Bill Belichick knows how to maximize their skill sets and and specifically scheme them up to find ways to make plays, right? That's just what they do. Um, defensive line, they, they, they have Michael Bennett, right? They traded a ham sandwich for him. He's a very good pass rusher inside and outside. He's not a super great athlete, but he's super technically refined. He's very powerful. He's been affecting quarterbacks for a lot of years now in the league. He's a versatile player for them. Adam Butler is another uh, rush player that they like to use on the defensive line. Then they have Danny Shelton and Lawrence Guy. Those are their early down run suffers. They're not going to have those guys rushing the passer, but those are the guys that clog up space in the middle and really uh, help the, uh, the Patriots be a stout run defense. On the edge, they play a ton of guys. John Simon, Chase Winovich, Shirley Calhoun, Dietrich Wise. Um, Kyle Van Noy plays a lot down for them. And they're versatile players. They're long, uh, mostly, you know, and not all super long, but Calhoun-wise are very long players. They're, they're very high-effort players, uh, very technically f- uh, refined, sound run defenders that know how to stay in their pass rush lanes, and and they've been getting home quite a bit so far this year. Uh, Simon and Winovich and, and Van, they're all they're all high-effort players, too. They, they play with great effort, and... Um, they're they're always fresh and they have good situational awareness about them and so you know you don't look at that group and see a Khalil Mack or a Von Miller or anything like that but what you have is a bunch of really sound football players that work in a great scheme and give great effort and and that's that's how they're effective a linebacker they have Deonta Hightower you know him he's been there for a long time he's he doesn't have the greatest range but he can get downhill he's smart he knows the system Jamie Collins is back. He's been kicking ass so far this year. Extremely versatile player. He can rush the passer. He can cover. He can run. Uh, he's got he's got range. And he's really kind of coming into his own back at home here in this Patriots defense. Landon Roberts, who's a pretty dynamic athlete that has given the Bills problems before. They know how to scheme him up quite a bit and give him chances to take advantage of his athletic ability. And then Jawan Bentley is a player that they got uh, last year that Got injured, uh, but played early in the season and played well. They got him back, and they got him right back in that same role. Uh, kind of a, a big physical downhill guy, but he can move, and, and they get him in situations that takes advantage of what he does best, which is pretty much the theme for their defensive players. Secondary, they've got a great group, veteran group on the back end, just like they do everywhere. Stefan Gilmore, you guys know him. He's probably the best corner in the league right now. Uh, really dynamic press corner. He's made game-changing plays on the ball. He tackles. Um, just an outstanding football player. Jason McCourty, veteran. He's got some athleticism. He's got length. He can play in press. He can run with people. Jonathan Jones has played a lot for them. He's really coming on. I think they like him as kind of a niche player. Same thing with J.C. Jackson, who gets a lot of reps from the slot. Had a good rookie season. He can make plays on the ball. Very competitive slot corner. At safety, they've got three veterans that have been part of this system for a long time, and Patrick Chung, Devin McCourty, and Deron Harmon. It's just it's long, athletic, physical corners with good football IQ that understand how to play defense and, and coverage schemes just as Belichick wants them to. I mean, he's got his guys. He's got his group of guys. 
They're playing at a high level, and it's going to be difficult for them to, you know, for them to really just make mistakes. So it's about winning one-on-one matchups, and it's about hitting the plays when they're available. Um, how do you attack this defense? I think a couple different things come to mind. First, I think Josh Allen winning outside of structure, right? It, it, this might not be the easiest game for Josh to go empty in the backfield and uh, hit his back foot and just rock and fire the football. I think Josh Allen's going to have to make some plays outside of structure and really challenge this defense with some scramble drills and, and keep extending some plays and, and being dynamic with his arm and pushing the football in, in, in into situations where it's not necessarily such a, a, an assignment-driven dri- moment where it's, it's about Josh being a great athlete and using his physical gifts to extend plays and win outside of structure. The second thing is I think the Bills need to hit some deep stuff this week. You know, the Bills have been very good in terms of keeping the offense on schedule and scoring on long touchdown drives, eight of over 70 yards so far in three games, touchdown drives. But, you know, this is the week that they need to hit some big plays. They need to hit those throws when they're available to John Brown down the middle of the field. They need to create some opportunities with – uh, some some deeper drops where the protection holds up and you have John Brown streaking across the field and, and you know getting in between zones and same thing with Robert Foster. I mean I've been I feel like he deserves a chance to make a play and they've been able to scheme up plays for him in the past and this would be a good week for that to come out. Screen game could be helpful here. Um, obviously, like to get Cole Beasley going with his normal timing stuff, but you know this is a game where you're going to have to present a lot of different looks for this defense, and I think it's really going to be relying on Josh Allen being that dude on the field and, and making plays that only he can make uh, in addition to you know some, some within the regular rhythm of the offense. So you got to hit them with a lot of different stuff. You've got to be consistent. You can't give them the football. you got to be clean with it, and you got to make plays. It's a tall order. It's a lot in your plate to beat this football team. Let's finish up here by talking a little bit about the special teams. Their punter is Jake Bailey. He's a rookie. He was the special teams player of the week in the NFL last year. They drafted him out of Stanford. Outstanding young punter. Their kicker, Steven Guskowski, who's been there since 2006. He's a pretty reliable kicker. Uh, he's 6-7 on field goals so far this year. He's 10-13 of 13 on points after touchdown. So he's missed some extra points so far this year. He's missed a field goal. So, I mean, he, he's missed four kicks so far in in three games. So he's not he's not an automatic kicker, but he's a pretty good one in the NFL. Uh, their kick returner is Brandon Bolden, and their punt returner is Gunnar Ozluski. He's a rookie, a UDFA out of Bemidji State, which is in Minnesota. He has 13 punt returns so far this year for 88 yards, 6 foot 190, ran a 4-5-6 40-yard dash and a 6-8-8 three cone. So uh, says a lot for him to make a make this football team and have a chance to be their punt returner. Uh, he played corner in college. He was actually like a conference player of the year in Division Two. So he's a new player that we're, we're not familiar with. I know they'd like to have Edelman as their punt returner, but with him having that rib injury right now, I'm sure they're wanting to reduce uh, the amount of contact that he faces. There you have it. I hope that uh, this got you ready for this football game, we, we went deep here talking about the Patriots, who they have, what they offer, what they run, different ways that the Bills can try to find some success of, uh, against this football team. That's a really good one. Tomorrow, we're going to uh, give you my predictions. I've also got Kyle Trimble, the doctor of physical therapy, banged up Bills on Twitter. He's going to give me a 10-minute segment where we recap the injury situation 
for the Buffalo Bills, and I'll also give you some of my leftover thoughts. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. We're having a lot of fun here. Uh, the Bills are uh, 3-0 and uh, under my reign as the host of Locked On Bills and, of course, the undefeated preseason. So let's keep it going here. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Share it, rate it, review it. If you like what's happening, let me know about it with a five-star rating and a couple sentences in the review box there on iTunes. Very helpful. Much appreciate those types of things. I'll be back again for you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening.